So my friends, today we have this parable, uh, not this parable, this gospel story of Jesus' encounter with the Canaanite woman. It's probably one of the more difficult gospel passages for people to understand because Jesus doesn't seem like that good of a guy here. Uh, They go to this region of Tyre and Sidon. So outside of Jewish territory, Jesus's fame was beginning to grow, but also so were many of the rejections. He was already starting to be rejected by the Pharisees and by some of the crowds. If we're trying to put all of the gospel passages together, this may have been even after the Bread of Life discourse in St. John's Gospel, where we hear many of Jesus' disciples left him because of his teaching on the Eucharist. And so the popularity is growing, but so also is the opposition. And so to get away for a little bit, they, um, almost like a little bit of a summer break, right? They go up to this area where it's not Jewish. They don't know the local rabbi who's doing all these wonders. And so it's a little bit more anonymity, a little bit more quiet for Jesus to have that time away on a bit of an off-site, just with his apostles, uh, to, to spend some time with them. And uh, in this... A Canaanite woman um, who's Gentile, she's a pagan, she worships pagan gods, she hears about this Jesus, and she has a need. Her daughter is possessed, tormented by a demon. The demon may be that pagan god that she was worshipping, right, Uh, even. And uh, so she comes to Jesus, son of David, which is a Jewish title. So she knows, like she's acknowledging, here's a Jewish title, son of David, son of David, Have pity on me, Lord, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. And Jesus doesn't answer her. Uh, He doesn't say anything, right? They're kind of having their conversation. She's trying to interrupt it. uh, And at first they kind of ignore her. Again, what's going on? This is not the normal Jesus that we see. So what's what's going on with this? Um, Even the disciples are like, come on. Get rid of her, Jesus. Like, we're on vacation here, right? Send her away. Get rid of her. And Jesus now, talking to the apostles, uh, but knowing that she's listening, says, yeah, like, I was sent only to the Jewish people, right? Like, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The salvation is only for the Jewish people. I'm the Jewish Messiah, the Gentiles. Oh, well. Uh, And there's a good deal of racism at this time in Gentile, in Jewish territory, that we're the Jewish people, we're the chosen people, those Gentile dogs, we'll get back to the word dogs in a few minutes, right? Those Gentile dogs have no place in salvation, and so it's just us. We are the superior race. We're the ones that have, and you, Jesus, are our Messiah, not the Messiah of the nations, right? Uh, and so Jesus is, you know, this is a leading question for the apostles, right? Like, yeah, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the children of Israel, right? I'm only a Jewish Messiah. And the woman comes and now we hear she does him homage, right? She prays to him. Again, some cool language things going on is in last week's reading, we hear that the apostles, after Jesus um, walks on the water and so Peter walks on the water, then they get into the boat. And what do the apostles do? Same word. 
They did him homage, right? They prayed. So now she's doing the same things that the apostles, the 12, just did. She's worshiping him. She's, she's praying. She's like actually praying to him. She, did it. she does him homage, um, saying, please, please help me. And again, Jesus just, you know, one more escalation, if you will, for his apostles. It's not right to take the food of the children. Again, the people of Israel who consider themselves, they are the children of God, right? They are God's people. It's not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. Now, again, the word there, uh, like, that Jewish people would call Gentiles Gentile dogs. And so, Jesus is using a word here, but it's actually a play on words. Because the word for dog in Greek, kunaria, actually is like little dog. Right? It's, it's a little dog. And he's saying it's not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the puppies, right? The, the, the little dogs. Um... Okay, what image can we get? Jesus obviously isn't call it, equating this woman to an animal. Absolutely not. But, okay, so my, my parents have a dog, right? Chloe, nice little dog. She's little, right? She's cute. Chloe will eat anything. Like anything on the floor, she's going to eat it. And if it's on your plate and she can manage to jump her way up there, she'll eat that too, right? She will eat anything. And she's happy to have it. <laughs> she, no matter what it is, right? How many times do we have, maybe, maybe I'm guilty myself, um, but maybe like, hey, I'm, I'm a child of the household, right? I'm my parents' child. And my mom may make something great for dinner, may, like really good and put a lot, not so much, you know, she, makes, she still makes good dinner. I'm maybe not so picky, but maybe growing up, I was a little bit more picky. And so like, ugh. I don't like that, right? I don't, oh, I don't want that, right? You put mayonnaise in this, mom? Like, no. Chloe will eat the mayonnaise, no problem. But the child, the son, right? I am a picky eater, and if my parents try to give me something I don't like, you know, it, there's a, what is it? It's an Instagram, uh, like, reel that I saw, which is like a mom trying to serve her toddler's cheese. It's like, all right, do you want, like, like sliced cheese, or do you want string cheese, or do you want like the little bay belt cheese, right? You want it cut up? Do you want to cut in squares? Do you want to cut in triangles? Like, like children, we could be so picky. And meanwhile, the little puppies are like, hey, I'll take the cheese. Take it any way you want to give it to me. And maybe that is as God's own children. Maybe that's how we are with the gospel. Maybe that's how we are with the graces that God wants to give us. Maybe that's definitely how the Jewish people were being at the time. That they're throwing temper tantrums over Jesus healing someone on the Sabbath. They're throwing these little temper tantrums. They don't want to accept him because he's not doing everything exactly the way that the Pharisees said. And here's this pagan woman who recognizes a need. And she'll take it any way she can. She just wants her daughter to be healed. Oh, is it the Sabbath? Who cares? My daughter needs to be healed. Oh, is there some Jewish custom here? Who cares? It's my daughter, and she needs to be healed. And we, now we are God's children. We've been baptized. We are sons and daughters of God. And God offers us so many good things. And we come to the Mass. 
And we have our Lord present. And we receive Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity in Holy Communion. And how many times can us, cradle Catholics, cultural Catholics, complain? Oh, I didn't, Father's homily went, you know, over the 12-minute norm. Like, come on, the windows are, we don't even have the AC on. Or, we have the AC on. I got to wear a sweater. Like, oh, this is terrible. Or, like, I, any number of things we can just complain. I didn't like that song. I do like that song. How come we didn't do this? How come we didn't do that? How come someone parked in my parking spot or sat in my pew? And we complain. And we all do. I do it. I complain about stuff all It happens. And like, it's God himself who comes to us. And we're being picky, spoiled children sometimes. And there are people in the world who have not received any of our faith formation, who haven't been raised in our faith, who would give anything for the grace of God, who in a moment of desperation or need, we complain and they see the living God. They see, they, they love the Lord God. There's, just let's think, in our first world situation, like, oh man, I have to drive seven whole minutes to go to church. You can't possibly expect me to go to that other church like, that's on the other side of town. I was talking to a priest about how people in Connecticut don't travel well, right? And like, oh, I definitely, like, you want me to go to Hartford? Like, Hartford? I gotta, that's a day trip, right? To go to Hartford. And this priest is like, for heaven's sake, man, it's not the size of Texas, right? You live in Connecticut. Um, but we do that, and we complain. There's some places in the world, one of my good friends is a priest working in Angola, on the west coast of Africa, where people are walking, like the Sunday mass starts in the early afternoon because people have to get up at dawn and walk that long to get there. They walk to church miles, right? Hours walking to church to go to Sunday mass in a place, and he told me, you see some of these churches, like if they have a roof, they're lucky. They definitely don't have walls, right? It's mass in a pavilion that we walk for miles to get to that a priest is traveling for hours to get to in order to make a rotation of the area. And that's, they, they have a pavilion. And meanwhile, we, oh, the air condition was set to 72 instead of 73 and took me an extra two minutes to get here because I didn't catch the light. How terrible is my life, right? And we complain about, well, what we can learn from this gospel is that we should be grateful for what we have. And if we, the cultural, cradle, first world Catholics, act like spoiled children of God sometimes, then we need to learn from those who would literally accept anything that God will give them. Even the dogs eat from the food, from the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. They want, they know the value, and they'll accept it in whatever capacity, because they know the value of the grace of God. Those Christians who know the value of the Eucharist and what it means to attend Sunday Mass. And we, we need to learn from that. We need to learn how to appreciate what we have. And then this, Jesus says, it's a compliment I think he only gives twice. 
in all of Scripture, great is your faith. A woman, great is your faith. The other person he says it to is actually a centurion, so also a Gentile, a Roman soldier, right? Jesus never says to a Jewish person in the Gospels, great is your faith. He says it to this woman and to a pagan soldier in Capernaum. Great is your faith. Let it be done according to your will. Just another cool gospel parallel here. Probably like a chapter earlier, uh, we uh, would have read in the Gospel of Matthew the death of John the Baptist, St. John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was murdered because uh, Herod's niece performed a dance that delighted Herod, and Herod made a promise saying, I'll give you whatever you want. Up to half, Mike, you can have whatever you want because of this dance that delighted Herod and the wickedness of that, and it caused the death of St. John the Baptist. Well, now, in a virtuous way, this woman comes to Jesus, and she pleads with him. And Jesus, not in the lustful way of Herod, but in a way of God's own heart being won, right? She won God's heart, and he says, I'll give you whatever you want, right? Be it done entirely according to your will. The beauty of how this interaction, it becomes a model. And the apostles have got to be saying, like, he's never told us that. He's never said, like, oh, you know, St. Peter, like, be it done according to your will. No way. So he's like, Peter, get behind me, Satan, right? You don't understand what you're doing. But this woman's a model. And again, in that way, I think we should allow those uh, people that recognize the value, even if they don't have all the formation, to be a model for us. A model of total openness and love and thirsting for the living God. So my friends, let's make that our prayer today. This is not Jesus being rude, insensitive, or racist. This is Jesus seeing that this woman is a model. A model of real faith and petition. And let's ask our Lord for that grace. To not be spoiled children, but to be open and docile and grateful for all the good things that we have readily available out of the goodness of our God's merciful heart.